This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, agencies may soon get a bigger to-do list when it comes to quantum computing. Differing with the Supreme Court, the White House is taking action in light of its recent opinion. And the Army is adjusting its tattoo policies in the hopes of attracting more recruits. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The House is poised to pass a bill requiring the Office of Management and Budget to begin preparing for post-quantum cryptography. This means IT that is secure against decryption attempts using a quantum computer or classical computer. The Quantum Computing Cybersecurity Preparedness Act, sponsored by Congressman Ro Khanna, Jerry Connolly, and Nancy Mace, is expected to come to the floor for a vote as early as Tuesday. Among the provisions in the bill, OMB would have to require each agency to establish and maintain an inventory of each cryptographic system in use. Additionally, NIST would have to issue post-quantum cryptography standards. A Republican senator seeks to prevent the Biden administration from offering sick leave to federal employees seeking abortions. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Senator Marco Rubio is demanding the federal government not provide sick leave to federal employees who travel to get abortions, saying it would violate the Hyde Amendment. The legislative provision bars federal funds from being used to pay for abortions under most circumstances. The Office of Personal Management issued guidance following the Supreme Court's ruling clarifying the federal workforce can take paid sick leave to travel to obtain reproductive health care. Robio notes OPM's guidance makes no mention of abortion or other abortion-related language, but says the intention of the memo is clear. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Department of Health and Human Services is teaming up with the White House Gender Policy Council to establish a new task force that it says will protect access to reproductive health. The task force is part of President Biden's executive order responding to the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe v. Wade. The team will also work with the attorney general to provide assistance to states affording legal protection to out-of-state patients and providers who offer reproductive health care. Agencies are making progress on customer experience goals under the president's management agenda. Interagency teams have conducted assessments for all 35 agencies and programs considered high-impact service providers. These assessments found 23 HISPs already collect customer feedback data and that the rest are expected to start collecting these metrics. All HISPs have met with the Office of Management and Budget to identify priority areas of improvement for the fiscal 2024 budget process. The State Department is remaining the bureau that oversees its technology. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has those details. The Bureau of Information Resource Management, or IRM, is out. The Bureau of Diplomatic Technology is in at the State Department. Keith Jones, a recently departed CIO at State, says all that is left is for a few signatures to make the name change official. Jones says the Bureau of Diplomatic Technology aims to create more cohesiveness across the entire department around technology. The Bureau will be led by the CIO, but also include three other directorates around business solutions delivery, cyber operations, and business management and planning. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Officials are trying to address the stigma around security clearance holders seeking mental health care. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday explains. A new working group is considering updates to psychological and emotional health questions on security clearance forms. Officials are looking at the updates under the Trusted Workforce 2.0 Reform Initiative, but it's also part of a long-running effort to assure defense and intelligence employees 
that seeking out mental health care won't affect their clearance status. Officials point out that less than 1% of security clearance denials or revocations are solely due to psychological factors. In fact, they say seeking out mental health care can be considered as a positive factor in the clearance process. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Army has relaxed its policy on tattoos in an effort to recruit more people. Soldiers may now have tattoos on their hands, the back of their ears, and the back of their necks. There are still regulations, however. For example, soldiers can only have one tattoo on each hand, and they cannot exceed one inch in length. Similar restrictions apply to neck and ear tattoos. The last time the Army changed its tattoo policy was in 2015, which removed the limits on the number of tattoos soldiers could have on their arms and legs. The National Guard is continuing its push for a new space component. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more. Since the creation of the Space Force, there's been considerable debate over whether there should be a Space National Guard. Now space units within the Air National Guard say they're in an untenable position by relying on the Air Force for training and standards when the service no longer handles space missions. The National Guard estimates it would cost about a quarter of a million dollars for the initial setup for a space component. There are currently 14 National Guard space units in seven states. Scott Massioni... Federal News Network. The Navy is relieving Commander Seth Rumler as commander of Submarine Group 7. The Navy says it is removing him from the position due to a lack of confidence. Commander Michael McGuire will take his place. Rumler is just the newest in a slew of firings. More than a dozen leaders have been relieved of their duties in the last three months. The Navy has not given a reason behind the rash of firings. And a defense contractor agrees to settle a lawsuit over claims it lied about complying with federal cybersecurity requirements. Aerojet Rocketdyne agreed to pay $9 million to resolve allegations that it violated the False Claims Act. A company whistleblower will receive $2.61 million as part of the recovery. The case is an important bellwether for federal efforts to hold contractors accountable to meeting cyber standards. Last fall, the Department of Justice announced a cyber civil fraud initiative aimed at pursuing federal contractors who knowingly misrepresent their cyber practices. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.